Transgression of progression of a war we ain't asked for. Transition. It's madness, yo. All the things that we could talk about. Call it. But let's talk about these urban circumstances real quick. And basically, it's the and um we got this. So revolutionary frosty hands. Muhammad is the fame's name. Forever stand. Standing on royal fusing of justice for the few ridiculed by the pale terrorists bent on genocidal obsession rooted in fear of neglection and abandonment fueled by nightmares of ancestors. Truth, because at the end of the day, I still want to be able to to. I don't dislike George Washington. The kind I of friends I think like, our friends should be like my friends. My friends are the kind of friends I think everyone needs. My friends see the things at times I don't see. My friends hate the police. child trying to see you, you gonna look, you gonna pick up that book, Lord keep me far from the faith, guide me through night and day, teach me your ways, show me the righteous way to sway, Lord can you teach me please, show me the way, I'd say. Episode of the Urban Conservative with Chaz Neal. We're excited to have you join us on this journey of thoughtful discourse and community engagement. The Urban Conservative is proudly sponsored by the Leon Block Network, an organization committed to promoting transparency, truth, and accountability in our media landscape. 
Here at the Urban Conservative, our mission remains steadfast to bring you the latest news directly from the streets, addressing critical topics such as gun violence, crime, politics, and perhaps most importantly, exploring solutions to the profound challenges our communities face. As we embark on this third season, the focus is clear. It's time to actively contribute to the transformation of our communities for the better. How can we achieve this? The answer lies in a multifaceted approach that starts with reconnecting with our core family values. Strengthening our sense of community is paramount. Fostering bonds that transcend the barriers that often divide us. Moreover, it involves embracing our foundational roots, recognizing the historical and cultural threads that weave through the fabric of our society. In this season, we're calling for more than words. We seek action. It's a plea to move beyond mere rhetoric and engage in tangible, impactful initiatives that contribute to positive change. The time for empty words has passed. Now more than ever, we need to put our convictions into action. Together, united by a common purpose, we can make a substantial and lasting difference in the well-being of our communities. So join us on this journey as we explore not only the challenges, but also the opportunities for growth and progress. Together, let's turn our shared vision for stronger, safer, and more connected communities into a reality. Thank you for being a part of the Urban Conservative with Chaz Neal a platform dedicated to fostering change and making a positive impact on the world around us. Shut up and help. Um, good morning, 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 good morning. Uh, so today, border battles, Biden's bold deal, or is it backtracking? Um, and I'm going to get on this in, in a more uh scale when i talk about border battles i'm talking about the battles that are within our own borders as well i'm not just talking about the immigration issue because we got a black issue here too in america and that's something that needs to be discussed and i think a lot of people are deflecting and distracting from what the main goal is right it's not the goal isn't because i, I can tell you right now the goal isn't to get trump president because what is that going to do black communities, right? Trump can't change local policy. So, um, but you know, it, it, it's Black History Month and you know, all this month um, I have highlighted uh, an individual from our past uh, who left, did remarkable uh, things. And this morning I wanted to talk about Charles Richard Drew, uh, who was born on June 3rd, 1904, and left a, a great mark as an American surgeon and medical trailblazer. His groundbreaking research and blood transfusions revolutionized medical practices, particularly in, crucial, in the crucial arena of blood storage. Amidst the backdrop of World War II, Drew's expertise played a pivotal role in establishing large-scale blood banks, an innovation that proved instrumental in saving thousands of Allied forces' lives. Beyond his scientific contributions, Drew stood out as the most prominent African-American figure in his field. His commitment to justice and equality was evident as he vehemently protested against racial segregation and blood donation. Drew's principled stance stemmed from the understanding that such 
discriminatory policies lacked a scientific foundation and a bold move. He resigned from his position with the American Red Cross and an organization that upheld segregate, segregationist practices until 1950. Charles Drew legacy extends far beyond the realm of medicine. He serves as a symbol of resilience, advocacy, and progress. His unwavering commitment to dismantling discriminatory practices paved the way for a more inclusive and equitable future. As we reflect on Black history, Charles Drew's contributions stand as a testament to the power of knowledge, courage, and the pursuit of justice. Um, so I, I have shared that uh, Charles Drew story uh, and background on my, on my Charles Neal page. Uh, if you go look that up, please share. There's other great things on there too. Um, and so let's kick this off, man. I, I want to kick this off. And uh, there is, so I'm, I'm, I've seen to be more on Twitter lately, more than I have been on Facebook. Um, the only reason why you're seeing me live on Facebook is honestly because of StreamYard. Um, I, I, it just seems to me that more people are involved. I'm, when, and when I say involved, I mean more involved um technology wise social media wise right um but just i've I, I been a lot of spaces from democrats to republicans from white black it doesn't you know it doesn't even matter and uh it, it really trips me up because i hear the same rhetoric right i i hear the same fear mongering I hear the same type of um, demonizing being done just on a different scale this time, because, you know, in 2020, it was the Democrats calling the Republicans, you know, oh, they're racist. They just want to lock y'all up. But since 2020, we have learned that, Mr. If you don't vote for me, you're not black was authored the 1994 Crime Bill Act, Mr. Joe Biden, right? So now we come to 2024, it's a whole nother presidential election, right? But it's not just presidential, right? Because you have other people that are running and we've learned more about their history. We've learned facts, not narratives, right? We haven't heard, we learned the truth, right? So we learned the truth about Amy Klobuchar, We've learned the truth about Mayor Jacob Frey, Fry, whatever the hell his name is, right? We found out about Cedric Frazier, Bobby Joe Champion. And yet, are we going to allow these people to remain in office? Are we going to stand up? They're going to remain in office, and it doesn't matter if we stand up or not, because they're writing legislation. They've already passed legislation to replace us, right? They don't give a fuck about us. And that's exactly what I'm going to talk about um, is how they're replacing us. And people got to understand it because they are literally and people go, oh, this nigga racist. I don't care what y'all call me. Fact is fact. If you want to, you can call me names, but at least do what I'm doing and showing what I'm talking about. You can call me whatever you want in the book. Right. But when I sit here and I put it out for you on paper, what these people are writing in their own words, not mine, their own words. You can't call me a racist. 
for calling out shit that is bad for my community, that is bad for my people. I'm sorry, you can't. Because when, 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 here's literally, and, and I'm going to tell you why, because when Leah Finke sit here and, and calls people, oh, you guys are transphobic for actually calling out facts and then pointing it on paper, and y'all still want to call us transphobic or, or we're, 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 we're homophobic. It ain't got nothing to do with that. When all we're saying is keep your hands off our kids. Don't write legislation for kids because y'all literally, y'all said to us, don't get in women's business. Well, don't get in our child's business. Keep your hands off our children. That's all I care about. At the end of the day, because you're writing things for our children who are children. That's what I get pissed about. And people can call me whatever they want to call me. But at the end of the day, stop making choices for us parents, right? Because the legislation that you're writing, these policies are hurting our children. And I wish my parents, I wish our parents would have woken up and seen the things that were going on that were going to hurt us. Instead of, it wasn't helping us, all that, the welfare, the Section 8. Uh, the no child left behind shit, man, come on now. Cause I hear my parents all the time telling me, damn, I wish I would have did this differently. Damn. I wish I would have did that differently. Well, you can now, you can now, you can do something now instead of sitting back and, and watching your grandkids die, right. Or watching your grandkids go through the things that they're going through and you can do something about it. You can do something about it. That's what that's what's so great about America, because we talk about the land of free, but we don't talk about what that free means. Right. Because we do have rights. We do have a democracy. America is a democracy. But when you don't understand that democracy, how are you supposed to change things? Right. How are you supposed to change democracy if you don't know what democracy even looks like or if you don't even know what freedom looks like? How are you supposed to change it? Hmm. That's what I really want to ask people. So I, I'm going to play this video and, and I'm telling you right now, this lady gets deep. I don't want people to, to be like, oh, she talking bullshit. Just be open-minded and listen, because that's what it comes down to is being open-minded and listen. That's it. You don't have to agree with her, but just listen. It's always a blessing to see and listen to people who understand how dangerous democracy is. Listen to the Democratic Party, they promote black women, mm -hmm. particularly if she's a lesbian. Yes. They promote black women who are not even qualified. We have seen with the diversity, equity, and inclusion, which is really racism, which is really saying, well, black people just darn it, they're, they're not smart enough, so we have to give them handouts. And you're pushing black women who are not qualified, Dr. Claudine Gay of Harvard. Now the head of diversity at Harvard is also accused, if I have it correctly, of plagiarism. And we'll, we'll get to Fannie, Fannie Willis, who was elected as a DA in Fulton County, Georgia, primarily because she's black, in my opinion. And we've seen case after case. But the black man, where is he? That's done deliberately. And this started really in the 60s where the Democrats pushed policies, right, that said to women, particularly black women, you don't need a man in the home. We'll give you more money if, you, if you're single. 
And I grew up in the 70s and I saw the effects. I saw it in the 80s, the broken home. Now it's more dysfunctional home where you have some women with eight children by five different fathers. They don't know who their fathers are in and out. It's, it's, it has almost destroyed the black community, but they're doing it in a different way now. They're promoting black women and want black men to be down here. And I think black men sense that. And they know that Trump relates to them. They relate to Trump very well. The evil Barack Obama. Barack Obama is a foot soldier. Oh, yeah, for the globalist elite. Oh, absolutely. Barack Obama was a plant. Yes. Barack Obama was a plant. He did nothing for the black community. Has, did he ever come back to Chicago with as much crime to talk to young black men? He doesn't give a damn. Barack Obama is a curse on this nation. So is Joe Biden. We provide the money for his Marxist socialist programs, pushing abortion in Africa and other things. He didn't care about us. He didn't care. That gave rise to Trump because Trump actually listened to us. He actually cares. Many of us, I mean, it was bad. At least Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton BS to said, I feel your pain. But he said it. Barack Obama didn't give a damn. He should have never been elected. Before he was elected in 2000, he got elected in 2008. My mother said, may God rest her soul, letters to black churches, warning them about Barack Obama, saying he was so ungodly. I said, mom, that's harsh. She, she wrote it anyway. And everything my mother said, may God rest her soul, was right. He hates this country, but he wants to live off the fat of the land. Like the founders of Black Lives Matter, they don't give a damn about black people. They didn't have to spend one dime to help build a black business. But these lesbians, they bought homes in predominantly white neighborhoods. See, they say they hate capitalism, but they love to use us and live off of capitalism while they spout an anti-God, anti-America rhetoric. Oh, right. I just they got you in a black community. They put us in danger. No, not all black people are drug dealers or this or that, but you're harming the average black who lives in an area that has is high crime. When you talk about defund the police, and we saw the other day in New York City, you have illegals beating up NYPD officers. Oh. That went viral. But under Trump, if something like that would have been dealt with Lee. He would have snapped the immediate Alvin Bragg, from what I understand, helped them to be get out. No bail. Yeah. No bail. Mm-hmm. There is a concern among Democrats that the vote for Trump is hardening within the black community. It's solidified. It's not just a fancy fancy. And I think Democrats both black and white, why black, particularly black men are drawn to Trump. Okay, I, I want to talk about this before I go on because she talks about <clears throat> how black men are voting for Trump, right? But what I don't hear in that statement 
it's I'm all fine and dandy with people voting for Trump, right? It's all fine and dandy. But where is the local candidates, right? Where is the local candidates in this? Because if we're gonna change shit that's going in our own backyards, where is the promoting of local candidates? Because I don't hear none of these people talking about them throwing their hat into the ring, right? I don't hear none of that. All I hear them talking about is, oh, we gotta vote Donald Trump. But if we don't get things done locally, how we it doesn't matter if we think if we change things at the top because our US Constitution, right? Well, you guys gotta remember, we're ran as a, America is a Fortune 500 company, basically, right? We we are literally we're not that's the weird thing about America the United States of America because we're literally a corporation, right? So when it comes to changing things, you have a legislative body, you have a voting body. That's why we have the House, we have the Senate, and then we have the president, which is executive, right? We have executive, legislative, and judicial. People have to understand what this means. Trump is only has executive powers. He can't change shit in Chicago. He can't change shit in Minneapolis, right? So voting for just Donald Trump isn't gonna do anything locally. If we're not pushing local and trying to teach people locally, because that's what I see going on. I don't see education. It's just like 2020 all over again. You, you want, they want blind people following them, right? They want blind followers. They don't want people that are going to do research because I see that. Because when they get questioned, they do exactly what BLM dudes do, right? But the BLM leaders do, they want to call you names. So it goes quick to disrespect when you calling them out on their bullshit, they quick to go call you names, right? Oh, I'm sure he is. And at the end of the day, you know, um, that, that you know what one one crazy thing is, Robert, is I mean you have some great conversations and uh I, I, I understand that, but trying to get my people, my community to understand that it is, is way harder than, than what I ever thought. Imagine I, you know, growing up, I was always taught that, uh, um, you know, truth prevails, you know, the truth shall set you free, but damn, how hard you got to work to get to the truth. Like, I, I, I don't understand that. Like, that's one thing that really trips me out and, and it makes me wonder is like why is the truth so hard to to come by how why is the truth so hard to tell I, I will never understand it because we get lied to all day every day and it just seems like we're okay with living with lies that we're you know it's um it's just something that i will i, I will not I just don't I don't get I don't understand it's it, it, it it's the same to me because I don't see people out there trying to educate at all and, and that's what bugs me it's like everybody wants that feel good shit but nobody wants to do the education behind it even when it comes to Palestine I'm gonna call this shit for what it is because everybody want to be out here talking about free Palestine but don't nobody want to educate themselves behind Palestine even when it comes to the people behind Israel, it's the same shit. Go educate your fucking self. Damn. Todd, like, my uh, bad. My fingers are slipping. But like, 
I just want people to educate themselves because it seems like it's that feel good shit all over again and I'm tired of it. You know, I want to feel good, but I also want to be able to see that reflection on the street. I want to be able to see that shit, what we're reading. Man, if you don't stop messing with my damn. Oh man, my I'm on the I'm on my phone. That's why. Yeah, this, yeah. I was gonna jump in, but I also I'm also trying to listen to you too because you 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 wanted something. I, I I you know I'm always on right. We, we generally on the same page. Just present things in different ways. So different way. so I'm gonna let you rock. My finger keeps tapping the freaking screen. I apologize, but no, nah, no, nah, I'm gonna let you continue. No, because it. it it just makes me like all i i think about is you know in my mind with the things that i've learned and even going back to malcolm going back to marcus garvey going back to nat turner uh you hear if if you don't know where you come from you're not you're you're not going to understand where you're going it's just like when we sit here and we go places, right? That we don't know where we're going. What do we use? We use our GPS. Our back in the day, we used the map. It, that's what our constitution is. It's a road map. It's a road map. And I don't hear nobody out here talking about the constitution. Beyond, you know, it's crazy. I do hear people talking about it, but those people are ignored. The Robert Johnsons, the Chaz Neals, the John Tell Tolans. Right. People that are actually out here trying to educate, we get shunned because they don't want to hear none of that. We're weird and we say things that don't make sense to people. And when it does make sense to people, it scares them. So they try to ignore it. We, what, What point would it serve for the things that we're saying to be popularized if it means that it decimates the current status quo? They can't have that. And 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 they don't really have to do anything. The status quo upholds it. Like, you know, the things that we think may be deemed radical when it's really not when people sit and think about it. But we get that label and that label is what will help uphold the narratives of the status quo. It's because they're indoctrinated to believe that way, though. Exactly. And that's the that's the one thing that I'm 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 really starting to see that even these people that, that say they're so woke, right? And I, I'm gonna say names, the Jonathan Masons, the Cortez Rices, the 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 must my son, the generals, the the Tamika Mallory's, right? The NAACP, uh they sit there and they talk about, oh yeah, uh let's talk about black american history but the whole time why do these people putting on events talking about african diaspora african nouveau and i know i just said that the the, the nouveau right it's like reminiscent of african things they ain't got nothing to do with black americans excuse me that's all fine and dandy y'all want to do things for africa I, i i get it that's respectfully i get that but we can we talk about the charles drews can we talk about the nat turners can we talk about people that y'all don't want to tell us about? Before we start knowing about things that we can't even understand or we don't even know if that's where we came from. 
that 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 that's silly as hell to me because mm-hmm. I'm forty I'm forty six years old and I just found out about one of my ancestors this year and yeah partly that's my family's fault but a lot of that's my fault you know what I'm saying and and it's crazy because I if people did their research into their family trees I guarantee you they're gonna find an injustice they're gonna find an injustice because I did and I wasn't even looking for it. It was just brought to my attention. And, and I was like, wait, 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 wait. What do you mean, Dad? Yeah, your uncle was executed not once, but twice as a teenager. And was innocent. I'm going to say that again. Was executed not once, but twice and was innocent. 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 Now tell me that, and how many other people that we lost like that for the simple fact that they were just looking at a white woman? Or they were like, next thing he was up, get a rope. Like, damn, y'all could sit there and look at our women, but the minute we look at fine wine, berry wine, it's a problem. That shit, that shit, I I never understood that. I never understood that. It was, but then as you learn, they didn't even want us having vanilla ice cream because it was pure. Unless it was 4th of July. Damn, that shit was crazy. And that's why we got butter pecan. And it was like, this shit just blew, it just even... But it's like, you know, where the lady talks about plagiarism. Mm-hmm. We talked about that yesterday with, with, with Alex Haley. Y'all got to pay attention. These people will literally plagiarism to make their shit better. And, and, and we don't, we all, and you know, at the end of the day, people can say whatever they want. They can think whatever they want. I'm not telling y'all to vote another way. I'm not telling you to think another way. I'm just trying to put it out there another way than what they're putting it out there because I want people to be thinkers because that's one thing that this world doesn't want. This country doesn't want is a country of a nation of thinkers. That's one thing they don't want. They want to, they want a nation of work. That's exactly why that's exactly why the, the things that we discuss and talk about aren't exactly, um, you know, trending on Twitter because it involves critically thinking it involves discussing and analyzing and sharing information which isn't always exactly popular it doesn't mean that we can't do our duty to put out those narratives and people can adhere to them if they choose to um you know we're doing our part that's what in my opinion what matters partially you right and, and i i will say it like this man I, i'm gonna i don't know how much longer and i'm gonna say this is to rochester minnesota right i don't know how much longer i can be articulate before i start being disrespectful to even people that i personally know because what rochester did last night i mean you could be both. Hell no, no, no. You know what's crazy? Um, you could be articulate and disrespectful. I think it I, calls for a, it's a nice combination, if you ask me. 
Right. Well, yeah, that, I, that's probably where the point is going to be. But it, it's going to be where it's going to start being disrespectful because, you know, I'm, I treat others how they treat me. Right. And when I reach out to people and I ask them what's going on, because I, I don't understand it, how I can pull something from the city charter in Rochester, send it to people. And y'all don't even use it. Y'all don't bring it up or, or anything like that. And, and now you have a law in, in Rochester, Minnesota, where being homeless is a crime. Being homeless is wow. a crime. Say what? Yeah. 90 days in jail or a $1,000 fine. If you are caught camping out in Rochester, Minnesota, that is wow. a crime. Yeah. But yet, if you are an immigrant who just came over here, driver's license, better get your housing. Mm. But they don't give a fuck about us. That's why they're taking away the, 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 the treatment centers. That's why they're taking away the youth centers. They don't give a fuck about us, man. And that's why I want to educate people I want to educate people because there is a way that we can fight back. It doesn't always have to be at the voter polls. Right. It could be at the recall polls, though. Because <laughs> there's recalls. Malfeasance, nonfeasance. It's about ethics. You have People have to understand what ethics is, too. Because there's a lot of things that these people do that are unethical. Are a conflict of interest. So people have to understand that there is ways that we can fight back. And I'm starting to see people are not educated enough to be able to fight back. Because I'll tell you right now that there's a group on Facebook called True North Minneapolis Legacy. And a lady put up a post asking that she's, you know, unsatisfied with her council member. And is there a way that they're to recall or is there a way to get them out of there before the next election? Yeah, it's called a recall. And I told the lady, I put it all out there. If you want help, reach out to me. I will help you. This is These are things that I want to push people to be able to do because that's what democracy is. That's what our constitution gives us the right to do. That's what the, the Minnesota constitution, that Minneapolis city charter gives you the right to do. As we, the people, how the preamble is written, written in every constitution, Every city charter, you know what it starts off with? We the people. And who's the people? Us. And what's crazy that, that what's that group? Uh 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 you gotta fight the power. Come on, man. They it was crazy as people were putting it in songs and people weren't even paying attention. You gotta fight the powers that be. Even with, you got to fight fire with fire. Do people really understand? That doesn't mean picking up a gun and shooting somebody. That's a cowardly way. Let's fight them the legislation way. Let's put their own words back in their face to let them know that we know they lying. That y'all done played us for years. For years. Because how is it? I'm going to tell y'all something right now, right? That if people go back, we the, the 1994 crime bills coming up a lot lately, right? So I'm going to bring up another 
key factor of that 1994 Crime Bill Act, right? Consent decrees. Consent decrees. And, and let me ask y'all this, right? Because I, I want people to answer, and I, I bet you I'm only going to have one person that answers on here, right? And that's probably going to be Robert or Ruth. Probably two people, Robert or Ruth. How many law enforcement agencies that are on consent decrees have actually got off that consent decrees? All right, that's question number one. Question number two, how much has New Orleans spent in the last 10 years just on because of their consent decree? And I'll leave it at that. This is all these both the questions that I asked are public knowledge, Googleable questions. I mean, huh? What you getting at, though? Well, what I'm getting at, I'm going to show people something that it's all a money. This shit is not about change. It's all a money grab. People got to understand what it is. How can you have something that has no metrics of what success or failure looks like? That's basically what every program in America looks like. There is no measure mm -hmm. of success or failure. Mm -hmm. Real shit, right? And I'm going to tell you this. If you look up New Orleans, and, and I've looked this up, is that, and I want somebody to be like, oh, no, you're wrong. No, I'm not. Go look it up. Uh, in the last 10 years of New Orleans consent decree, they have spent an extra $250 million mm. on their police department. And that's extra than what they're already on their budget. Mm -mm. So, and that's been, if you look at that, if you look at that data and statistics of any city that's been on a, a consent decree, every police budget has gone anywhere up between 12 to 15%. And then here's the thing of it is they literally pay the monitoring groups to come in here and to monitor the police departments. I thought that's what the feds were supposed to do. Yeah, but we can't trust them anyway. I mean, right. I'd rather, so I'd rather pay here, an ordinary person. But okay, okay. Let me, why are we going to pay an ordinary person when the ordinary groups that they try to give us our ex-police groups. Yeah, the groups that they try to give us. I'm talking about ordinary people like you and me. Um, I was just about getting into that, Robert, because that's exactly where I was going with it. If you look at any of even the programs that they're doing, because thank you, Robert, they just talked about it on Camel J Community Conversations just on Sunday of the influx of money that is going to come into Minneapolis. The, they, and they talk about it in broad daylight and people don't even understand it. They don't even understand it because somebody, oh, so that's where that money's coming from 17 billion. No, sir. That's Minneapolis. What was, what's the state money got to do with city? That's, that's two different entities, sir. That's coming out of city money. That's, that's extra money that they have to put up because of these consent decrees. And yet we have, I'm telling y'all, if y'all look it up, look it up. Any any city that's on a consent decree, 
any city and look how bad their numbers have gotten. Look at how, if any have changed any reforms, have any police brutality has gone down? Because they haven't, not any of them. Not any of them. So what does success and what does failure look like? Because that's why there's no metrics. And that's why they're able to promote these programs because they can sit there and say it's a success because there's there's nothing to, to show what success or failure looks like. There's no metrics. That's why when you've seen it in the summer of 2021 and they were promoting all these numbers about how the violence was going down in Minneapolis, right? Why did out of all of that, they went with, they didn't go with the group that had the best numbers because Black Lives the Streets in that area of 36th and Penn that summer, after the three babies were shot, violence went down 68%. It wasn't like that nowhere else where other groups were doing it. But who got shut out? The group that was doing those. Hmm. So make it make sense to me. And if I'm lying, I'm dying, man. Fox 9 did an article about that shit. 68% violence went down that summer. And it was because of community engagement. It was because the founder of Black Lives of the Streets understood of what you had to do to actually make change in your community. And that's why I respect Marcus X so much for the simple fact of that he understood that to be able to get change, you gotta be out there. You gotta be in the belly of the beast because you, you're not gonna get change sitting in an office just talking about it. You gotta be out there with the people. Because the streets change. It's like a it's like a wave. It's like an ocean. It's like a lake. The flow changes. It can go fast, it can go slow, it can shift. You gotta understand what you're playing with. And to be honest, our people that we elect nowadays are disfranchised from our communities. They don't understand our communities. Because <laughs> they they're they're not from there anymore. They don't live where we live. They, they don't go what we go through. Because they have salaries for basically doing nothing. They get kickbacks to making sure that the, their nonprofit buddies keep them in office. It's a cold game. It's a cold game. But I wanted to get into one more video. Because this is... Uh, this explains... Um, yeah, I'm going to just get into it because Buddy got deep. And this is a state. This New York vote. In New York City, I believe they passed the law. Luckily, we don't have that law in Nassau County. But um, in the city. She's not. Listen to this. I'm astounded. Can illegal immigrants in New York vote? In New York City, I believe they passed the law. Luckily, we don't have that law in Nassau County, but um, in the city council and mayoral races, I believe uh, illegal aliens uh, recently have been given the right to vote. Let me follow up with that. So if you are of the persuasion we need more of them and they're aligned with your politics, let's say on the, on the Democrat side, is it to your benefit? Oh, damn She's it. not lying. 
<laughs> but I have to say something because George, I'm old enough to say this. Yeah, uh, I've seen two movements outside of the social justice movement. Listen to this. I'm astounded. Can illegals immigrants in New York vote? New York City, I believe they passed the law. Luckily, we don't have that law in Nassau County, but um, the city council and mayoral races, I believe uh, illegal aliens uh, recently have been given the right to vote. Let me follow up with that. So if you are of the persuasion we need more of them and they're aligned with your politics, let's say on the, on the Democrat side, is it to your benefit if you live in those areas where illegals are casting their vote for you politically? Is it to your benefit to to have these these ideologies that just let, allow more to come in regardless of the cost? Do you see that there are some, we'll say, you know, Democrats that would want this type policy because it helps them stay in office because they have the illegals that vote for them? It definitely uh, changes the voting pool in favor of those who would let anybody in. Listen to this. So, <laughs> I, I'm not going to call them, they, now, we'll call them aliens, right? But, yeah, I'm not it. Jesus Lord, man. And this is where, for me, it, it bugs me, right? Because this is nobody's land, so, for to say that they're illegals when no we're all basically illegals in my eyes we just have american citizenship and they don't um it's <laughs> really a safe way to even say any of this shit it's true not you know when the words that they teach us you know um you know uh uh what migrants mean or what you know immigration immigrants you know means and it's all about wording that's all i can say it's all about wording because if you're telling us that they're migrating well migrating is migrating to a border border to border or somewhere within inside that border it's not what they're doing these are people coming from, <laughs> at the end of the day, I don't, give a, I don't care about going to war because my community has already been at war the whole time I've been alive. So um, I think a lot of people already feel like that. So I, I'll just come out and say it. For me, it's about, you know, you have people that want to hurt America, not because of us, but because of our officials and their agendas, right? Maybe it has to do with religion, politics. At the end of the day, I, don't, I could really care less, right? It's about them not liking a, a system, which we don't like that system. And, and sometimes that system hurts their countries, right? And they get mad because America always wants to be a bully or wants to do things that they call out, but yet do themselves. So... that's that's where I'll leave that um, that's the way that I, I see it and that's why I feel like America is so hypocritical even when it comes to our leaders even when it comes to our politics 
because they say one thing but do another because of the 1994 crime bill was so fucking bad right because it is and they say that it is then why haven't they done really too much about it if it's so bad if it caused so much mass incarceration which they're really not reversing they reverse some but not really a lot so if it's so bad why haven't they really done anything about it right because they know that some of the moves that they've done on 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 our people are bad but they don't remove them right they know qualified immunity is bad but do they remove it no they just make it stronger because that's why they don't like educated people they don't like people that that honestly want to fight the system on a level playing field and and i'm okay fighting it alone because i know that at the end of the day i would rather have people that want to put in the work than to have the people that just want to follow because that's what we have a nation of, of followers not a nation of leaders uneducated undereducated followers blind followers at that and that's and I was one of them May 25th 2020 I was one of them got my ass up off the couch from playing 2k and, and selling drugs in my community to trying to change my community for the better instead of being a problem, being a solution and trying to figure out what solutions are, are plausible and what, what aren't. Because I'll tell you right now, anything to do with the police department of abolishing it or uh, beyond reimagining it is about the only way we're going to get there. That's the only way we're going to get there. Damn, I never even heard of that. Yeah, I, you know, I, the, the NAACP to me is a joke. And I'll continually to say that, that the NAACP is not for black Americans. It, it's not at this point. I don't really feel that there's too many people, too many organizations um, that have an agenda that is about bettering black Americans. I'm going to be 100 because I don't see it. It's always you see stuff with BIPOC or EOC. It's never just about black. But when it comes to, you know, things about. And I'm going to get into this later on down the line, too, of like with Rochester or not Rochester, Redwing. They literally had. um, They were going to be well, they were for a little while. They were one of the first. Well, hey, it's, but to be a if you did anything to a police officer because you didn't like them it was a hate crime so if you would have called them a pig that was a hate crime They and they literally got that passed because of the same thing literally what um, happened in Rochester is that you had their police chief author some legislation hmm same thing happened huh and, and the, here's the thing when people don't call it out they, they don't care because people they're not educated to care 
That's why our leaders aren't fighting it back. Our so-called leaders aren't fighting it back and doing African diaspora. And, and y'all niggas is going for it. That's what's, that's the crazy part for me is that I don't see nobody calling no because literally they're doing something about black businesses and there was only probably really three or four pe black people. The rest were African. There's a difference, my nigga. That's where we need to stop it because this is black American history. This isn't black history. This is black American history, right? And, and people need to understand that our fights, our struggles, our histories are different. And that, that I'm not trying to say that to be mean or hateful, but I'm tired of my people getting pushed to the back. All for the simple fact of because you consider you, they can, our government considers you black. No, fuck that. No, hell no. We've lost people over the fact of our skin color. And, they, and, and, and for the simple fact that, and that was for, that's why we have rights. Because people got up and fought to get rights. And then they just come over here and get shit handed. Oh, fuck all that, my nigga. I'm not going for all that. And people can call me whatever you want to call me. You can call me a racist. I don't rat's ass. The truth is the truth. The history is different. They don't understand what black history is. They, you could bring up Marcus Garvey. They wouldn't even know who that is. Or maybe to some degree, maybe. But I sit there and, and, and that's why I literally, when I have these conversations, that's why these people don't get back to me. Because when, when they, they don't know how to answer these questions. So anybody thinking that voting for Donald Trump is going to change anything, it's not. Maybe executive wise. You might get some change at the border, but you still got to deal with a sanctuary city. You got some duh, goofballs. Doesn't matter what the fuck he does at the border because you still, okay, Chicago, I want to say this, right? And, and if anybody, tag Mark Carter in this because this is my question because every time I get into a space, it's never answered, right? Why does it matter if Trump is president? If you're a sanctuary city or state, please answer me that. Please answer me that. Because if they're already there, there ain't nothing you can do about it because the, those federal laws won't work in state. So please help me understand that. Nobody, nobody wants to answer that. Nobody. Doesn't matter about our border. Because if we're already sanctuary cities and states, what does it matter? The feds and, and people got to understand what that means. What does it matter if the border changes and we're, they close it down, right? But yet we're sanctuary cities and states. So you got what, like Illinois, Minnesota, California, some others, right? But, what happens then? Because the only difference is, and this is what I want people to understand, these votes, when, when they get them to vote, are local for local votes, not for federal, local, state offices. Hmm. Hmm. 
told him, call it what you wanted, but the truth is the truth. You can't be mad at the truth. I'm just the message. They they wrote the legislation, not me. I just don't agree with everything. Some of it I do, some of it I don't. Shit, this beat man want to get up and start doing that. Billy Bob. Hey, I'm in a reggae mood. And I'll end up talking about Bob Marley for the end of the month. I don't even know why this beat made me think about Marley. Hey. Yeah, man, but it's it's Black History Month. <laughs> For real, because I just, I don't understand. It just makes me sad that people don't understand or can't even comprehend of what's going on legislation-wise. Because I would like some answers to my questions, and I guarantee it, these Negroes are going to run from them answers. For real, they're going to run from them. Because I'm going to tell you right now that some states, we've done it over with. We might as well come to the face to the fact that we're going to be sanctuary states. And I I mean, I'm okay with it. I could care less. I've lived here in Minnesota my whole life. I They ain't even want me here. So... I ain't gonna, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I kind of feel how they feeling, but they choose to be over here. They wanted to, you know what I'm saying? So I can't really say that either because not everybody wanted to be over here. Some of them, you know, shit going on in their countries and are uh, refugees or uh, they go like, damn, nigga, why do I always just say, tell me, I don't want to be disrespectful because I do have family members that, you know, I do love very deeply. Uh, so I, I, I do want to be, you know, culturally sensitive and, and respectful uh, to people. I don't, I don't want to. I'm not, I'm not trying to be disrespectful at all when it comes to none of this. I'm trying to educate, liberate. That's what this is about. I want people to understand that we do have rights. We do have options that we, the people, have. And that's what I want you to ask these people, right? So if we vote for Trump, what does that do for us locally if we're a sanctuary state? Because ICE can't come in there. They're going to get rid of your ICE facilities. And not people going to be like, oh, what? What? Yes, look it up. Look at the legislation. The border don't matter at this point anymore, man. They already, if they, somebody's going to do something to America, they already here. Just pray. That's all I can say. If something is going to happen in America, right? Some domestic terrorist. And you hear what I'm saying? Domestic terrorist situation. um, They were already here. They didn't come across the border. They were born in an American hospital. And and what's sad is that immigrant people are going to take the fall for it and blame for it. But it's gonna be it's gonna be some 1919 type shit, and because there's an influx at the border, as they they say, and they're gonna get blamed for it, and then they'll find out in 30, 40 years down the road 
that what really happened, like how we're finding out about shit today, in today's times, about, oh, wow, that really didn't happen like that. Yeah. Then they'll come out with the truth. There'll be a big old FBI expose. Be all over the media, the news, 30 years down the road of, oh, they killed Black America. This is how they, they're showing us now of Judah and the Black Messiah, or how they how they killed Malcolm, or how they bombed the whole black community. How there was lynching parties. How they were able to walk into jails and just go hang them off a nigga out in front of the on the front lawn. They still doing that shit today, just differently. Because what you just see in Alabama, what was that? I think Alabama, Mississippi, somewhere where 215 bodies were buried behind the, the, the police station. Like, damn, that's how y'all doing it. Or, or in Alabama, the prison is <laughs> taking a... And that shit tripped me out, man. It's like you some sick-ass motherfucker. Our government is sick. Are they just organ harvesting? Our, I'm like, how'd you go... Mm. It don't even make you want to vote anymore, man, at this point. Like, I won't be a, a buck with it. Because it, it just seemed like don't nobody want to be us to do right out here. When they become elected, they see all that money. And they just want to bend over and be like, but at least just give me some, some Astro Glide. Some KY Jelly with What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah for real that's how i feel bro like on some real shit it's like how cat williams be talking about how people be doing the dress you know with their integrity right. values. no 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 i feel you i hear way when it comes to an elected officials some of it Agreed. they you know they they all they don't want the, the lube and but some do want the lube you know what i'm saying some don't want it some want it some will fight against it and then when the ones that fight against it are the ones they throw out. Big facts. They find, they find Big a facts. way to get you out of there. Yep. They'll call you a an alcoholic, a woman beater. They'll call you a a, 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 a molester, a, whatever right, they like, whatever they can. Yep. Right, he a crackhead. He like prostitutes. They could just say you're crazy. Yeah. Mental health. Right, and the next thing you know. Your, your whole political career is done. And it, and it was none of that the truth. What I, you know what's crazy is reading these FBI files, right? This shit really blows my mind. I, I'm going to say that, you know, especially reading about the coin. I know I'm in a pro coin tail, whatever the hell that shit. You can say it for me. Uh, oh, it's hell pro. Yeah, because there's a, I was literally reading about and, and you have you have no, I mean that's it, it actually stands for something I forget COINTELPRO it's a cooperative in it's, Intel it's, something it's, yeah Robert on here he know all that yeah shit. he knows put the full right. name out Robert I always forget but counterintelligence right. counterintelligence program or something like that yeah, something yeah. like that yeah counterintelligence program but the shit that they were doing in Minneapolis, man, and that there were the reports about the new left and all of this other shit, like the Operation Hoodwink and all these other things, it's like, God, how are not people mm -hmm. calling it out? 
the gap. All the GOP is bad at hiding their butt stuff. Reagan, who were right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. yep. Exactly. Counterintelligence program. I thought so. Yep. Right. And that's what's crazy is like they sit there and do all these things and we pay all these things because I don't know how many papers I've sat here and read about FBI or read FBI's shit and reading some of that shit is like they allowed that? Like damn they really didn't like us. Like mm-hmm. uh, you know when it came to Mark, you know when it came to Martin the only reason why they allowed Martin to do the things that he was doing is because of the, the dirt they had on him. Yep, they ain't like his ass at all. They couldn't. Right. They, they, they couldn't wait to get his ass out. No, and then the the things that they did to Malcolm, I will tell you right now, is one of the reasons why they hated Malcolm so much is that they didn't have nothing on him beyond the things that he did prior right. to being in prison. <laughs> yeah, that shit's crazy how they they were getting away with a lot of shit. I will say that they were getting away with a lot of shit back in the day. CIA, because they were literally you even the mafia. I think about the times of that the the the, the 90s. That was a wild time, the eight, especially the 70s, 80s. I mean, I wasn't I was live during the late, but I don't remember none of that. But like the 80s and 90s, I remember. This shit was like wild, wild west. You seen people getting cars blown up, um, motherfuckers going in there having the whole heads chopped off, beheaded. You just didn't see that shit in the news like that. That's the only difference now is social media. The news gets out quicker. Is the shit that's going on in California right now? This would have been. 1990, we wouldn't have been hearing about this for like another three weeks. All that, that you got a point, right? Historic rainfall and shit. It would have been with the newspapers or radio. Yeah, it'd have been weeks where we would have even heard about this shit. So that's the same way of even going right underworld. No, you are definitely on point, Robert. And that's the one crazy thing. There's so much information out here that will show you of why we are the world is chaotic the way that it is especially when it comes to America because I can tell you right now that and this is why I'm I'm telling you that if y'all are in Mark Carter's spaces ask him what does get voting Trump who has only executive power going to do in our sanctuary state If you can't change nothing locally, it doesn't matter what you do presidentially because I'll tell you right now, why do you think I call this episode the border battles? Because I wanted people to understand what the hell I'm talking about. Because you're gonna have states that aren't sanctuary states and you're gonna have states that are sanctuary. So make it make sense to me. I don't know, for some reason I started jamming again. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know why. Nah, that 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 went with it though. I felt I felt that. I, but I like that ass though, man. It's like I'm not even trying to be disrespectful or trying to be. I'm just trying to give people the raw, man, and I'm trying to be keep it um, 
as respectful as as possible. And and, and honestly, my my anger and frustration isn't at people. It's not at it's, it's at politicians, right? It's at a system. It's it's at a political establishment. It's not the people. It's the establishment that I'm frustrated with. See, don't get mad at the player, get mad at the game. Right? But to get rid of that player, I got to change the game. And that's what we need to start doing is changing the game so that the, the minions, the puppets aren't allowed to do the things that they're doing. Because I'll tell you right now, Minnesota and Illinois, there's some states that if y'all really want change, you're going to have to move. You're going to have to. I'm, I'm going to be 100 because there's no way that you're going to be able to turn certain areas to get enough people to legislation. And what people don't understand is, especially in Minnesota, watch. You have a lot of politicians retiring, resigning, hmm, are just not running anymore. So uh, you got to look at that because there's a lot of metro areas in the Twin Cities that are could be up, could really flip. And I'm talking about that were Republican and would switch Democrat. Because I'll tell you right now that a lot of I even think possibly in the rural areas that some areas that were Republican could potentially even switch to Democratic. Because they're going to put a lot of money in this race. I'm telling you, I, I can already feel it. The way that I see this money already being talked about and discussed right now in February. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. This shit's going to be pathetic as hell. You're going to see all this money thrown around. But people, they're going to be like, but damn, we ain't getting no change. Whose fault is that? Because it ain't mine. Because I'm calling it out. It ain't going to be mine. Because I'm calling it out. That's why I don't even get mad when shit going. Because I didn't vote that way. That's y'all. Y'all voted for that shit. Y'all wanted it. But I'll Negro, teach you, you still here it. though. But I'll teach you how to change it. Where where am I at? Minnesota? Yeah, you still you yeah, still I'm, alive. And I know because I just I can't leave. I can't go anywhere, man. Right. I did I love Minnesota. That's my man. I've tried to leave and I always come back. Man, that's how I am about Pennsylvania. So I feel you. Well, I'm just stuck here. I love it here too much. And honestly, I love Pennsylvania too much. It's like I don't want to leave either. I like to, I'm a fighter too, so I like to fight. So maybe that's why I stay too, because these people think oh we get it's oh nah, I'm a fighter. I I, I ain't giving up Minnesota so easy. All right, the bell cat, yeah. They definitely about to be feeding. <laughs> no, they definitely about to be feeding. Feasting, I mean. They're gonna be eating. Nope. That's what's crazy. All this money being talked about, and there's not going to be any metrics. It's like, you know, people talk about that. What we talked about last week with the city council with VTOL and all and the homelessness shit, right? Nobody brought up the fact that they said they got an additional $2 million for this year, and it was going to only help 137 extra people. 
two million dollars only gonna help 137 people. Where the hell y'all put? Where you? How y'all helping them? That's insane. Right. But then you got to think about it, because then I looked up the organization. Mm. Over seventy-two percent of their budget goes to administration costs and fees. Yeah, I was just about to ask. Yeah, right. so I understand it. Then I understand it because you got to pay the people on top of the people they get feet. So yeah, but I was like, that shit. But that's what people don't understand either. And you know what's crazy though? The people that do that are employees in that kind of stuff and do the actual footwork that do the most work are either volunteers or they get paid the least amount. Which is crazy. So the people that you know are in the commercials or the people at you know at the top, at the very, very top, they're the ones that's making the money from this. It's it's everything's like like Robert was saying, everything's a fucking racket. True, no. and that's what's if it don't make crazy. dollars, it don't make sense in this corporation, right? But that's how cities are ran, too. That's how our country is ran because we literally are a corporation, bro. Right? That's Everything has to be modeled after that, yeah. Right? So, you sit here, look at I just saw something an interview, an article about the guy from Israel, the prime minister, whatever he is, Netanyahu, Netanyahu. Yahoo. Yeah, right. So he's he's mad at Biden because Because they ain't going to be butt buddies no more. Biden has been held accountable and he's faltering. I've read it. I saw an article. I think I posted it in our group chat the other day about the fact that like Biden's now, you like Biden's coming. Because remember, look at it this way. Netanyahu's the big bully, but he's the little brother. And Biden's the big brother that has no more power. He he's created a monster. So mm-hmm. Biden's going up to him with his shoulders down, his head looking down, like, "Hey, buddy, I can't right. help you kill Palestinians no more." And that right. Yahoo's like, "What? You can't right. what? Yeah, no, because all the statements that he's came out with is is getting rid of Palestinians." And Gaza, it doesn't even. They don't even say Hamas anymore. They just say Palestinians. Mm-hmm. So it already, I already. Public opinion has changed so much. Right, I'm, like you're right. I'm barely. I like. Let's say out of ten articles, I'm reading maybe four to six now that label it Israel Hamas war. Everyone else now is calling it what it is, or some is. somewhat closer right. to. So right. that is that is a sign. Right, and the truth will prevail. It always for real people want to fight it or not because but the- i i want people to pay attention to this though how the media will label something so that you only get certain takeaways from it because if people are labeling it israel hamas war right that's going to legitimize that you know that it's a hamas or that palestinians right. are equal footing right. no it's a fucking genocide it's not a war it's a war on people right because how can you punish a whole entire ethnic group for what one fraction of people are exactly. doing. That's, exactly. It's the same thing what they did here with BLM though. It's the same thing that they did with the Black Panthers. Every If you were black and you thought like them, you were part of them. Yep. It didn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And that's how we see it today. So how is that fair when you literally are sticking up for the right thing? Because I'll tell you right I mean, now, I- people, 
Hold on, let me get this out, bro. If people listen to Malcolm X, go back into the 60s, the early 60s, when he gave some of his speeches and he was asked about Palestine and, 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 and Israel and what he says, because a lot of that shit, I didn't even understand it until now with the Nakba and, and mm-hmm. all of that. I, I know mm-hmm. I said it wrong, but what all Nakba. that stuff was, it blew my mind, man. Because if they were sitting there talking about them things way before we were even born. Right. Yep. Come on. And they were yep. adults during that time. So mm-hmm. why are we listening to our elders? Mm-hmm. Fuck what a Jacob Frey, Meyer Frey. Fuck what your favorite rapper say because he Jewish. That you know what I'm saying? And that's the crazy part. The only reason why DJ Khaled won't come out and say something for his people is money. because if he does, he gonna be broke. Money, 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 money. It's all about the right. Benjamins. Because remember, Diddy has been making money off of fucking Biggie for longer than Biggie was alive. Alive, right. So think about it. How long have they been painting the same narrative for at least two generations, we've got one full generation that has been indoctrinated with a narrative, self-hate. It's the same thing that happens to our community as black people, self-hate. They're trying to teach the world, hate Palestinians because they're terrorists, just like 9-11 days. We're supposed to hate all, all Arab people because they were terrorists. No, we harmed our own country to legitimize to a war waged against the whole area of the planet so that we could legitimize taking oil and controlling a narrative for 20 more fucking years and guess what we couldn't control that narrative for 20 more fucking years because we pulled out of those places and guess what 20 years have not passed actually yeah 20 years have passed since 9-11 but we haven't held on to the power controlling the world much like it's waned and how do i put it the the level of power that we don't have anymore doesn't match the narrative that we put out to our country to tell our people oh we're the most powerful we're really not anymore and public opinion has changed and we're in a global world economy news travels fast so other people in other countries can tell hey american you know the rest of the world hates you and we'll go hey mr biden why does the world hate us and biden goes oh no the world doesn't hate us the world loves us and we're like yeah motherfucker you're lying we know you're lying (laughs) that's kind of where we are now is my my opinion no and i i agree with it i think people are waking up that you know, we have been indoctrinated to be black victims. And once you realize that and become a black victor, you see that they, the system facts. You know what I'm saying? Of how like it was that. indoctrinated. No, and what's crazy is there's a book out here that I've read and I've talked about it before. Um, and I want to thank the person that gave it to me, Jewel Adora, who was on Twitter. Go follow her, please. She is. Um, a great person for a wide vast of knowledge um, but this book is called Black Victim to Black Victor and Black Americans are constantly lied to about the source of their community's issues in an effort to profit off their pain and to make sure that they never leave the mindset of the victim in order to move forward in American society 
black people must be critical of all sectors of black culture and the people that profit off the mainstream black victim messaging. I believe with honesty, love, ownership, and responsibility, black Americans can leave behind the victim mentality for the true empowering victim mindset. Once victorhood is embraced, we can achieve a more peaceful union with the rest of American society and stop accepting conflict within the black community as a normality. Now, this book woke me up. I'm not going to say woke me up, but it made me understand why we have the problems that we have in black America and why we are so divided. And I, I will say I've had conversations with Adam Coleman and great guy, you know, kind of, you know, similar stories, me and him. Um, well, I mean, different, we're different ages, whatever, but you know, of how came to see that BLM wasn't about empowering our, um, for the betterment of black Americans. It wasn't bettering our communities. It wasn't empowering our communities. It was making them weaker. It was making um, more needy, more, more, you know what I'm saying? And uh, when I read this book, I understood it because if you have people that are needy, they're always going to want something. And as long as you got that need for them, they're going to do whatever you want them to do. And that's what this is all about. And that's why for me, I feel like with education, that's how you become that black victor and stop becoming that black victim with self-education and understanding that the system is to indoctrinate and program you to be exactly what you're doing today, silent and complicit and to normalize everything that is going on around you. And I'm gonna let John tell if he has anything to say. Um, Really, I just uh, really appreciated this uh, episode, especially like the second half of it. I really like where you're going with things and you know, it doesn't have to be this this grand scheme of a, a topic or idea every episode, but it's just wonderful to be able to get to express our unique opinions on things every day and analyzing what we see, how we see it, how we feel about it. And I have faith and know that there are many other people out there that do agree and what we say and feel does resonate with them because they see it and feel it too. Uh, you know, when you see things such as the things that we've been discussing this episode and other episodes and other days, call it out, be vocal about it, talk with other people, ask questions. Do you see this too? Do you feel this way too? Because that's important. Having those epiphanies and those realizations can create the, the very much well-needed dialogue that we do need to have. So I do appreciate these conversations and I appreciate you providing the platform to be able to uh, have these talks. So if you do, uh, if you're watching and you're viewing and you're listening and you feel the need to share your opinion too, feel free to reach out to myself at the Leon block at gmail.com or Chaz, uh, the urban conservative at Chaz Neal at gmail.com. Uh, we're available on any 
streaming platform, uh, whether it's music, podcasting, or social media, you can reach out to us and uh, let's continue to have meaningful conversations and create a dialogue that can foster actual meaningful change in our communities, in our country, in our world, because every day, every minute, every second that you're breathing in, that you're witnessing the things that's going on around you, you have the means to change too. You have the means to change the world around you. So just remember, the coffin is open until the case is closed. I'll leave it with that. Man, that was deep. That was deep. That was deep. That was deep. Um, so today we talked about border battles. And, and I'm not talking about down south. I'm not talking about a border battle that is going on between countries or even between people. I'm talking about a border battle that is going on within our own border of our own states. Go educate, go liberate, because for the simple fact, if we don't educate ourselves and we don't understand what's going on, we are going to be left behind and there's not gonna be anything that we are gonna be able to do about it because there is a time, not a time, the time is now. We don't have time to be sitting around organizing and strategizing, right? That that was, we should have been doing that the last four years because now we're at a critical point in time where we are going to get left behind, where we are not going to be able to get legislation to make it better so that we can drive down the street and not be racially profiled, that we can literally go to our apartment in the middle of the night, right? And, and them not mistake us to be a criminal because of the color of our skin. And that if we have a, a cell phone, that they don't think it's a gun or a Subway sandwich, right? So I'm going to leave it at that because I don't want us to get left behind. I don't. I want people to educate, to liberate. So have a great Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. Go get a taco. So, win or fail, freedom or jail, heaven or hell, wish me well. Y'all have a great Taco Tuesday. Very conservative.